Welcome to Checks and Balances. I'm Michael Vincent. This is my co-host James Blair. And this week we're talking about the triple CFA changes, the rollbacks, how easy it's going to become to get a mortgage and what you should do about it. Triple CFA. Mike, no need for that. So, 7th of July, I believe it was. It was. Big rollback. Huge changes in the mortgage space. D-Day in the bank lending space. Making it way easier for everybody. All those people who were spending $50 on Uber Eats who got it declined, they're now back. So, Mike, Mike, the question is, how many mortgages can everybody get? (laughs) So... Uh, it, it, it was a really interesting sort of um, uh, time in the market leading up to the 7th of July. Uh, a lot of things out there like, hey, when the triple CFA rolls back, it's all going to be rosy. Don't worry about it. Just hold off a little bit, get the mortgage in. Nothing has changed. Effectively, nothing has changed. I actually, for those who may be watching the first episode, really quick, triple CFA, what the hell is it? Triple CFA, triple CFA. so the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, I might have got that around the wrong way, um, was some legislation and directive which came into effect late um, at the end of last year. Um, and what it did was really put um, some restrictions um, around how banks had to assess mortgage applications and the type of advice they could offer around those applications as well. Um, we've got a really good example. Um, we have talked about it a couple of times before. I'll give you a bit more detail. It's a joint customer of um, James and myself. Um, doctor, engineer, they have about 800K of existing debt. Can we give them aliases? No. Um, <laughs> about 800K of existing debt. Let's call them Peter and Pan. Yeah, okay, cool. So Peter and Pan, um, about 800K of existing debt. Um, they're living uh, in Auckland and they wanted to buy an investment property. Now, they have a personal banker at their bank. They approached their personal banker and said, hey, we would like to buy an investment property. Um, we think we're going to need about a million dollars. You know, can you, because we want to buy in Auckland, um, can you please assess this application? Now, uh, Peter and Pam were actually really good at managing their finances, were saving regularly, weren't spending uh, above and beyond their means, um, uh, him as the engineer especially is very analytical with these sorts of things so it was, it was a pretty easy application for us to sort of pick up anyway um, anyway they went to their personal banker their personal banker came back to them and said thanks guys it's a decline <clears throat> yeah not a thanks guys you can borrow less not a thanks guys you can adjust this to get what you want thanks guys it's a decline <clears throat> so Peter and Pam came to us um, we had a quick discussion with them uh in the mortgage team, we did a mortgage application and we sent effectively the same application back to the bank with some tweaks around their expenses um, and the categorization of those expenses. The main one being savings and regular investments not being a fixed expense but being a discretionary expense and that they were going to stop once they took out this mortgage. Uh, and we got them approved for $1.2 million. So As you can sort of see there, the fundamentals of the application didn't change. Nothing about their spending changed. Nothing about their habits changed. They asked for more money and got approved. And the the, sort of the main reason that the customers were in that situation was down to the triple CFA and the fact that the banker couldn't say to them, if you tell me you're going to stop saving a thousand bucks a week or a fortnight, you'll get approved. Or if you tell me this, we can get you this. They're just so hamstrung they couldn't do anything about it. So... That story, the triple CFA changes, 
there was no changes. So it's still just as hard as it was or as easy as it was or is what it is as it's been all year? Yeah, pretty much. So um, again, there was a lot in the media, especially unfortunately some from the mortgage broker community um, saying like, you know, uh, when the rollback comes in, it's going to be a lot easier. Don't worry about it. We got an email from one of the big four banks um, leading up to the 7th of July that said, hey guys, um, the triple CFA rollbacks, here's a little bit about what we've been doing. Here is the change that we are going to make. Not the changes, the change. Big change? The change was, we will now not count your savings as a fixed expense. That is it. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> is that what they were doing? That's, yeah, that's what they had to do. Doesn't that so, seem pretty stupid? Yeah, but like that, that was the directive beforehand and the way that the banks had interpreted it. So effectively what they're coming out and saying is, the rollbacks are nothing. This is all we can change. You are still in the same lending environment effectively. Um, and that's why I'm going to say you should go to a mortgage over a mortgage broker over a banker. So is that, is that the, the learning? Is the, the, the environment hasn't changed despite a bit of media, media noise? If you come and see Michael Vincent, he'll give you a million dollars. Is that is that where we're going? 1.2. 1.2. Okay. Inflation adjusted over the past six months. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, Mike, anything else to add in this space before we wrap up? Yeah, look, I guess it's one of those things where um, we're in a market that's moving pretty quickly uh, and sometimes not in the right direction for people at the moment. Like the property market. Yeah, but I guess a lot of the time we hear people say, I'll put this off for one reason or another. I'll put this application off because, hey, house prices are going to drop in the next three months. I'll put this application off. I'll do it a little bit later because, oh, the triple CFA will roll back and it'll be easier for me to get a mortgage. Look, timing the market very rarely ever works. And a lot of the time, it just gets worse. Um, at the moment, people tell me they're going to wait six months for house prices to drop. If interest rates keep increasing and everything else remains the same, you will be able to borrow less in six months. So you're going to find yourself in the same market in the same position. And the people who are waiting for the market to drop, in my experience, end up doing nothing and then play the hindsight game going, I wish I did it at this point. So make sure, I mean, the first thing, right, Mike, is just having the discussion with a mortgage broker and being like, what can I do? You want to understand what you can do opposed to making an assumption. And then, yeah, you might be right. It might drop. But what happens if it doesn't? And if you're in it for the long term, we don't know what happens in the short term, yeah. but we know what the average is over the long term. Yeah, absolutely. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for watching. Please make sure to subscribe, give us a review, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. Cheers.